join the Discovering Your Mind Facebook group and enjoy discussions, ask questions, and participate in the podcast in fun and unique ways. Aphantasia is a condition characterized by an inability to visualize mental images in one's mind. If you have just discovered that you or someone you love has aphantasia, or if you're just fascinated by the subject in general and love learning more about it, you are in the right place. The Discovering Your Mind podcast delves into all aspects of the mind's eye, including aphantasia, hyperphantasia, and everything in between. Welcome to the Discovering Your Mind podcast brought to you by shanesbraindomain.com. I am your host, Shane Williams, also known as Shane's Brain. And today we are talking with the one and only Dylan Bryant. How are you doing there, Dylan? I'm doing great. Fantastic. All right. Dylan is my niece, correct? Yes. As far as we know, <laughs> that is correct. All right. <laughs> okay. So I understand that you are currently in school. I am. I'm getting close. Only got a couple semesters left. Fantastic. Yeah. Where are you going? I go to UVU. I'm studying geology. UVU. Mm-hmm. Geology. All right. Is there is there a career in geology? That's rocks, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, lots of uh, types of engineering, mining. Uses geology a lot. Um, you can like do government stuff with like surveying or mapping. What about those people that sell rocks on the side of the road? <laughs> that that kind of too. I always envy those people. I think, man. You can make money off of rocks. Why didn't I think of that? Just what do you like to do for fun and other such things? I mean, anything outside I love. I love hiking, rollerblading, sports. Um, but like project-wise, I like stuff. I think I like doing stuff with my hands, refurbishing furniture or landscape or I don't know, stuff like that. I really like to be crafty and do projects like that. In this episode, we will be referring to what we call the apple graph. If you would like to view the Apple Graph to play along and better understand what we're talking about, you can find it on shanesbraindomain.com in the Aphantasia and Beyond section. If you are unable to view the Apple Graph for whatever reason, it is a graph divided into six sections. In the number six section, there is a very detailed image of a red apple. In the number five section, it is the same image but with less detail. Number four is still in color but has less detail and more basic shapes instead of detailed hues and gradients. Number three is the less detailed apple but in gray tones without the color. Number two is a simple outline of the apple. And number one is blank, indicating no visualization whatsoever. This is called aphantasia. All right, well, the first thing that I'd like you to do as we get started here, picture a red apple in your mind. Should I open my eyes or close my eyes for this? (laughs) It is up to you. We're going to talk okay. about that in a minute. Whatever works for you. Okay. Um, I'll keep them open. Okay, now take a look at the apple graph that I sent you. Which one of those best describes or best fits what you pictured in your mind? The sixth one. All right. I know you've heard of aphantasia before. Your sister has it. When was the first time you learned about it and learned it that uh, not everyone is visualizing the same way? I kind of thought about it because, um, like I said, my sister has it, and she always says, like, because sometimes I have really cool dreams, and so I'll, like, tell her, like, oh, I had this cool dream last night, you know? 
And I'll tell her about it. She's like, that's so cool. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? I just have dreams. What are you talking about? And she's like, I don't have dreams. Like, I don't see things when I sleep. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She like thought it was like something that I like made myself do or something. So I just was like, that's so weird that you don't have dreams, you know? You just talk about like, she's like, oh, I kind of come up with stories at night, but I don't see anything. I'm like, that's probably like your form of dreaming. But like, uh, it kind of made us talk about like why, why that is. So it's kind of like my first introduction to it. How old were you when those discussions were happening? I don't know an age, but probably like in high school. Okay. Like at least when my sister was in high school, probably. All right, cool. Uh, moving on. Now I want you to picture a horse in your mind. Is it like looking at a picture or more of just a thought or something else? It's a, like a movie. I can like I like a picture of a horse just like running around a corral. Is the image more clear with your eyes open or your eyes closed? I gotta test that. It's a little bit more with my eyes closed, but actually not that much. Okay, so pretty close the same. Yeah. A little better with your eyes closed. Yeah. All right. I ask because uh, some people can't visualize with their eyes closed or open, vice versa. They can only do it one way. Interesting enough, right? That, that's <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what's cool about this is everybody is unique. So it's cool to, to see everybody's differences. All right, do you see the horse in your mind or is it projected out in front of you? It's in my mind. Is the image solid or transparent? Solid. Are the colors vibrant or muted? They're fairly vibrant. Is it 2D or 3D? 3D. Is the image still or is there movement? Movement. Yeah, I can just see the horse just looping the corral. That's what I first thought of. (laughs) All right. Can you put a birthday hat on the horse if you want to? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So some of these questions may sound strange, but when I was first learning about that people could picture things, I was super curious about what they could do. You know, can you just see it or can you manipulate it? If it made a sound, could you hear it in your mind? No. Not at all? I can't really, yeah, I can't really think of this. Like, I, I know what a horse sounds like, and but, like, I can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it sounds. All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to uh, sequence visualization. I want you to picture a cup on a table that you accidentally knock over. Okay? okay. You got it? Yeah. Okay, what type of cup was it? It's a plastic cup. Like a cheap $1 Walmart plastic cup. (laughs) All right. What color was it? Blue. Uh, What type of table was it? I visualized like a countertop. How did the cup get knocked over? Uh, I knocked it over with the back of my hand. And when you knocked the cup over, did anything spill out of it? Water. Did the sequence appear as a video in your mind or something else? Uh, Like a video. Or just like, I don't know, like just a first person like visual of it happening. I could feel what the cup felt like on the back of my hand. So it wasn't like I was just watching it. It was like I it felt like I was doing it. Did this mental image also have sound? Did you hear it in your mind? Uh, not really. Maybe a little muffly type sound, but like not really. Okay. Is that the best you can muster with sound? The harder I think about it, I can get a little bit like if I really try to think about it but it's pretty like muted sound. Okay. Uh, Do you have any idea, any reasons why your mind went to what it did? 
I didn't give you any of those details, but your mind produced those details. So do you know why your mind went to what it went to? The I think it's just because it's I visualize the countertop that I have, like just the countertop I use normally and the cup I use normally, just what I use most often, I guess. So your mind went to kind of the quickest, easiest, most familiar things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, we're going to talk a little bit more about mind audio here. It sounds like you don't have a whole lot, but let's delve into it a little bit more. Uh, do you have an inner monologue? Like, do I hear a voice in my head when I'm thinking? I guess whatever that means to you. I don't really hear, I don't hear like hear my own voice in my head. Like when I'm thinking, I don't, I don't see words. It's actually pretty, I don't know. It's pretty blank when I'm just thinking. Like I, I don't normally visualize things unless I'm asked to. Okay. Like if I, I don't know, like if I try to think of like trivia questions for a game or, you know, answers on a test or something, I don't, I don't have any visualization. I either like know it or I don't. That That's so interesting to me because I mean, in that respect, you sound like me, right? Yeah. And yet, and yet on the Apple graph, you're a six and I'm a one. So it, it's really interesting how alike we are in different ways, even though we're really different in others. When you have a song in your head, is it like listening to the radio? That was weird because I don't hear audio when I visualize. But like if I try to think of a song, like I can think of the tune and I can hum it. But sometimes it's like I don't hear the instruments of the tune. It's just like blank notes. I can. I'm really good at remembering lyrics and stuff. So I'll. I can think of the lyrics in my brain, and like a baseline tune. But it's not like it's actually the instruments. I don't know if that's that's kind of a weird description. I know, but but no, not like not exactly like a radio. Yeah, I think I understand what you mean because I think it's similar to what happens with me. Like, it's not audible at all. It's not like. I'm hearing it the way I would hear it for in real life, but it is there. All right. Uh, let's move on to the other senses. Now I want you to picture a chocolate chip cookie in your mind. Can you smell it in your mind? Um, vaguely, but I don't have a good sense of smell in real life. So I don't know if I can smell it in my head. Uh, not really, not really smell. Okay. Can you taste it in your mind? I can taste it. A scale from one to 10. How real is that? How much is it like actual tasting? It's like an eight or nine. An eight or nine? Yeah. So, like I can taste it pretty good. So, so why even eat a real cookie then? If you can taste it without all the calories or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, like if it's an eight or a nine, that's pretty close to reality. Like, I've never you, thought about maybe this is my next diet strategy. I didn't, <laughs> I've never thought about that. <laughs> do, do you get the, the pleasure from it, from imagining the taste? It's actually pretty, it's pretty good because I, because I can like feel the cookie too if I think about it. Like I can feel it, whether if I want it to be like chewy or crunchy, I can, I can visualize both and I can. Okay. Feel okay, it like the milk kind of, chocolate or something on my tongue. Like I can visualize the the taste and the feel of eating a cookie. Okay, that was kind of my next question: was can you touch it? Can you feel it in your hands? Can you tell if it's warm, uh, gooey, crunchy, all that stuff? That's yeah. pretty real. Yeah. How on a scale from one to ten, what what's the the touch and feel versus reality? Um, 
It's a little less than the taste probably, like a seven. Okay. That is so cool. In this episode, we will be referring to what we call the nature picture. If you would like to view the nature picture to play along and better understand what we're talking about, you can find it on shanesbraindomain.com in the Aphantasia and Beyond section. If you are unable to take a look at the nature picture, it is a picture of a grove of tall trees with the sun shining brightly through the trees. There is a blue camping chair next to a peaceful flowing river with a campfire nearby. Okay, now I want you to take a look at the nature picture that I sent you. Can you put yourself in that picture? Yeah, I can. Can you see yourself there? Not like I can see myself like a third person, um, but I like I can 3D the picture and like be walking around in the woods right awesome. there if I want to. Oh, that is so cool. Can you feel the sun on your skin? Yeah. Can you hear the river flowing? Not so much. It was silent. All right. Uh, can you smell the campfire? Um, I didn't. Uh, I can if I think about it, but I didn't right off. Okay. But yeah, a little bit. A little bit. All right. Uh, can you sit in the chair? Yeah. How real is how real is all that? It sounds to me like the visualization is super real, super strong, and maybe some of the other senses are a little less. Oh, yeah. Say? It's kind of, it, it feels movie-esque kind of um, when I put myself in it. Cause like the, the noises I don't hear are as realistic. It kind of feels like a video, but at the same time, I'm still in it. Like the first thing I, I did when I put myself in that picture is I, I imagined myself waiting in the Creek. Cause that's what I always want to do. I always, I just always want to touch the water. <laughs> so I imagined myself waiting in the Creek and I could like feel the water gurgling past my feet, you know, I, but it's not like. It's still like a fantasized 3D vision. Okay. Yeah, it still sounds pretty awesome. Out of the five senses that we talked about, which one is the most prominent or powerful in your mind? Right. Just the visual. The visual. Mm -hmm. Okay. In general, when you close your eyes, what do you see? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think about, I don't visualize something in, like unless I think about visualizing something. If I just like close my eyes, if I'm just thinking about normal things in general, I don't, I don't see anything. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And so unless you're prompted, it stays pretty dark. Yeah. Can you think of nothing if you want to? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think you may be the first person that said number six on the Apple Apple graph that has ever said yes to that. Yeah, like if so, I just like, I don't know, like I can make myself just like zone out, which is really not good for school because I'll be like in the lecture and like, oh, I just zoned out. But like I can kind of make myself zone out if I want to. Right. The example I give people, if there's nothing really bothering me, nothing really on my mind, and I just want to sit out on the balcony and stare out into nothing and just have zero thoughts going through my head, I can do that. So that's pretty cool that you can do that. And maybe that has to do with, the fact that your visualization, even though it's very detailed, it sounds like, it's also very voluntary. Like it doesn't seem very intrusive. Like you get to pick when it happens. Maybe that's your key to being able to think of nothing if you want to, even though you're highly visual. 
Okay. Does your ability to visualize vary depending on circumstances, details, and events? I visualize like the imaginary stuff, like the like the horse I've never seen, like I visualized earlier was more detailed than if I was like recalling a memory. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like if I think of a memory, it's almost like I, like if it's not very clear, then it's almost like I have a movie on fast forward. You can pick out some details, but it's like going fast enough that you can't pick out the small details. Yeah. No, that's good. That's an interesting detail I've never heard before either. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Like the less vivid the memory, the slow, uh, the faster it is. Really? Okay. Do you tend to visualize things you've already seen before, or do you tend to create new and unique images in your mind? I think both. Because when I visualized the horse, it was in a corral in a landscape I've never seen. It was new. But when I visualized the cup, it was the cup I use often. Okay, let's talk about reading. When you read a novel, is it like a movie in your mind or something else? It's like a movie at first, like when they first describe the details, like what people look like the setting of the story it's pretty much it's like a movie but once I get into it and I read enough and I have everything set up it doesn't move like a movie as much and I'll just get like fragments because I'll get I think I just get too absorbed in when I'm reading thinking about what they mean when, when they say and stuff like that that I it kind of fizzles out I guess but like once I have it set like once I think of what the character looks like or what where they live. If they describe something later in the book, I can just recall it and think of what they look like again. But it's not like a movie throughout the whole book. Wow. Again, we're hitting new territory here. You're saying things I've never heard before. So you're saying the more you get focused and the more you get into the book, the less you visualize, the more it fizzles out. (laughs) Yeah. Like it turns to blank again. Like if I just am like so engrossed in what's going on, I don't know. I stop. I stop visualizing. I... Wow, that is really cool and unique and interesting. So, how well can you visualize the characters and the surroundings? Pretty vividly, I can. I'll think of like new faces for people or characters. I'll think of like their whole like, you know, if they live in a castle or something, I can. I can visualize a castle in a new landscape that's pretty detailed. But it fizzles out once you get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I don't I don't know what they sound like. It's like um I don't hear them talk though. Like I don't visualize them talking. I usually just visualize the setting, what they look like. Um but as soon as I like start talking or something, that's when I stop visualizing because I I don't think about how they talk or what they sound like. Okay, that makes sense why that could happen. What about other sounds? Like what if in the book somebody shot off a cannon or something? Could you hear that? Um if it's like a loud sound, it's it's like if I were to think of a cannon it's not very loud and it's muted like most of my other sounds, but it's it's actually a little more detailed when it's a like a fake sound from like I'm like I'm reading like I'm not trying to think of what what something I do every day sounds like like an imaginary sound is actually a little bit more more hearable than than everything else so I can like hear a little bit of a canon if I think about it. Is there any narration that happens in your mind? Uh, no. When the characters do talk, it's almost like they just. This happens in my dreams too. Like if I, if like I'm supposed, someone's supposed to be talking, or if people are trying to communicate, it's almost like they just know what the other person means without saying anything. What about audiobooks? Do you like audiobooks? I do. Which one would you say you like better, listening to an audiobook or reading an actual book? I usually prefer reading, but like if I'm at work or something and I I can listen to something, or if I, you know, commuting to school or something, I like audiobooks. 
As far as the visualization aspect of it goes, uh, is it the same either way? Are there any difference between reading it and listening to it? I think with the audiobooks, since it's like a set pace, I sometimes don't have time to like set up the setting of the book, and so it's less detailed. I visualize the characters first normally, and then I, I place them in a setting. So with audiobooks, I'll like think of the characters, but then sometimes they're just like in a nondescript place. Spread laughter all around with funny and witty t-shirts from Shane's Brain. Check out fan favorites like Once in a Blue Moon, Tired of Laundry, and the Ramalama Ding Dong shirts. All on Shane'sBrainDomain.com. All right, let's talk about sleep and dreams. What do you do to fall asleep? Nothing in particular. I don't, I just get tired enough and I fall asleep. I don't like have like a routine where I like think about something or I don't listen to anything. Um, occasionally I'll read before bed or, you know, like play a puzzle game on my phone or something, but nothing like set like every day that I do. <laughs> All right. Sounds like it's pretty easy for you. And again, you're, you're very unique in this way because usually when I talk to people, who are a number six on the Apple scale, it's very hard for them to fall asleep because their mind is just going crazy and there's visuals in their way and it's it's intrusive and they have to try and block it out and they come up with little things they do to, to try to get to sleep. And so they're always super jealous of me because I'm like you. I just, I close my eyes and I go to sleep, right? Right. And it's really amazing to me that that you can do that. Because usually that's that's an aphantasia thing. Like I'll get some, like I'll get some, like you know, if I have anxiety about what I have to do the next day or something, I'll like think about it for a little bit, and sometimes that's hard to sleep. And I do also have restless leg syndrome, so it's sometimes hard for me to get comfortable. But it's not like because of like my mind's awake all the time. It's just I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't get comfy. That's but once I'm comfy, it's just like I'm done. All right. How vivid and detailed are your dreams? They're very, very vivid. Can you describe them? Try and describe what your dreams are like. They're really vivid, but they're not like realistic. Sometimes they're like abstracty. So I, I sometimes have trouble like talk, talking about them, like if, like the detail of them. But I would say that they're still very vivid, and I can think about them if I if I remember the dream well enough, I can replay the dream in my mind. But I, I have a hard time describing them sometimes. They, they don't make sense visually. And like if there's like a story or something going on, like they're, like if I'm doing something in the dream, I know exactly what I'm doing most of the time. I know what the people in the dream are trying to do or what they're trying to say to me, even though they don't talk. Like it's almost like I have a, like I have a mental understanding of what's going on, but like it's mostly just the visual still. But it's sometimes it's sometimes it's really abstract. But sometimes it's sometimes I can though. Like I do have I do keep a dream journal that I sometimes write down the stuff that I can describe. So like I one of my favorite dreams of all time is I dreamed that I was on a like a floating island and there was like insane, like cool like geology structures. There was mountains on this island, and, but it was like floating in the sky, but it was surrounded by water, like there was an ocean, but it was still in the sky. So when you're in these unrealistic dreams do you know you're dreaming um i almost always know that i'm dreaming i have achieved like lucid dreaming on occasion where i i'm totally like in control 
and I know that, but I know that I'm dreaming, but it still feels real. Cause I can, I can, the visuals are detailed enough. And like, if I experience a, like some kind of sensation, like, I don't know if I, I'm, if I'm swimming, for example, or something, it feels like I'm swimming, but, but I still know that I'm dreaming most of the time. Okay. That's cool. I want to delve into a little bit, something you've mentioned a couple times that I've kind of glossed over, but I think it's really interesting. So I think both when you were reading and when you were dreaming, people don't talk, but you know what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like I have telepathy or something in my dreams. Like I I don't know, it's like there's communication, like quite a bit of communication, but there's no talking. It's like um like if my dream was like I'm walking down the street with a friend or something, we're we're communicating, but we're not we're not talking. Like I just know what they mean or what they're saying without them actually doing it. Oh wow. I'm so glad I interviewed you. This is really cool. We're hitting on all sorts of stuff I've never heard before. So maybe I'm thinking I'm trying to think this through. Auditory talking, it's really hard for your brain to do it. So it's like your brain is compensated for that. Like we need we need to have a conversation, but it's not gonna happen in in our mind the way it would in real life. So we're gonna have to find a new way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That is so interesting. How well do you remember your dreams? Uh, usually pretty well. So like when I, like I said, I keep a dream journal, but I don't detail them super well. I just put enough down that I can remember the vague idea of the dream. And then usually I can recall it from that. Do you think your visualization abilities play a role in your ability to remember the dream? Yeah. Okay. Because, like I said, with their being with them being so abstract, sometimes like all I can do is visualize them to recall them. It's time for you, Fantasia, the part of the show that lets you chime in and share your thoughts, insights, and experiences. Today we have Robin chiming in. I didn't think I didn't know that aphantasia was a thing until maybe a year ago. I was talking to one of my best friends and she kept talking about how when she goes to sleep she she visualizes stacking rocks and every time she goes back to sleep the next night or whatever she goes back into that setting of stacking rocks and she goes into this whole thing and I just assumed it was like counting sheep like it, I didn't think that people were actually seeing in this visualization like when I dream I dream and so I think that's what people who don't have aphantasia, they actually can produce their own visual imagery in the, in the, in the form of like a dream within awaking, awakened state. So I didn't know that was a thing until my best friend and I were talking. I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, so you're actually there in Stacking Rocks? And she's like, yeah, and sometimes someone will appear and it's a whole dream within an, an awakened state. And I was like, what is that? So I started Googling and I'm like, holy shit. Wait, people can actually, it's not just a, 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 a figure of speech to visualize. I thought it was. And so it never affected my mental state up until that moment when I was like, I feel like I've been thwarted. If you would like to participate and hear yourself featured on the podcast, go to shanesbraindomain.com and click on the You Fantasia section. All right. Next up, let's talk about memory. 
If you want to recall a memory, can you see it in your mind? Usually, yeah. Can you relive the memory like you are experiencing it all over again? Yeah. If it's like an un unclear memory, I don't remember quite as well. It's it's almost like a movie, but like the frames are like there's missing frames. Okay. So like the frames I do have will be pretty clear, but it's like sometimes they're just gone and there's like no frames. And you think that just has to do with memory itself? Some of it just isn't being recalled or stored? I think so. Okay. So what if you have a, a sad memory? If you recall that memory, do you feel that emotion again? Do you feel the sadness again, all over again? Yeah. Okay. Not always as intense, but yeah. Do you experience your memories in first person, third person, or both? Usually first person. Yeah, first person. All right. Uh, mind storage. How would you describe how your mind stores information? Feels like a, just a hole. I don't know. I don't have any like memory storage like settings or anything. I, I like if I, I don't know, like trivia questions, like I either know it or I don't. Okay. It'll just come to mind or it won't. Are there different rooms or compartments in your mind? No. Just blank. So sounds. Sounds like you're a lot like me in this regard, too. It's just kind of a empty void, and you somehow pull crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like, yeah. It's, it just either comes or it doesn't. Um, and if it's, no. like, something that I, like, kind of feel like I should know, like, you know, if I'm taking a test or something, I'm like, oh, I've learned this before. Like, sometimes I can get, you know, more things to bubble up to the surface, I guess, so to speak. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it either just flashes there or it's or it's or it's not. I can relate. Let's talk a little bit about some of your specifics. Okay, you talked about you're in school studying geology. Does your visualization, what's going on in your mind, how does that affect your schooling or even your your application of uh, geology? I would say that it's helpful the way I visualize. Because, like, if I, if I see, like, a graph or something on a lecture, I can think about what it looks like when I'm taking a test. I can visualize what different rocks look like. If you tell me to say, like, I'll think of a soda light or something, I can think of what it looks like. Um, so that helps me, like, remember, like, what they're called. Okay. Like an exact rock. Not, like, a type of rock, but, like, I can think of an exact rock. If I think of, like, a rock that's in my you know, that, that I already have in my rock collection, I can compare it, the rock collection in my mind to what I'm seeing on the ground. I can think of the exact rock, the shape, the size, you know, I can hold it in my hands, in my mind, if I want. So I would imagine that that would make it easier to perform in a on a test. It does help. So don't you think that's unfair? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was one of the big things for me when I found out people could do that. Like, that's cheating. And if people can pull up the answers in their mind, how is that different from me writing the answers on my hand? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, an another thing I'm curious about, uh, you mentioned earlier to me that you like jigsaw puzzles. 
When you're doing a puzzle, does visualization play a role? Maybe some. I mean, I just visualize what the puzzle is supposed to look like. I, I try not to, I like, I like not to look at the box when I do jigsaw puzzles. I like to try to think of what it looks like without the box. And you can do that pretty well? I do that pretty well, yeah. What about some of your creative activities? I recently did like a landscape project at my mom's house. I just did like a little rock paver way, um, but I did like some designs in it and stuff. And I can usually think about what the design will look like before it's laid down or something. So like I thought about which rocks I wanted where and how they would look, the colors next to each other, you know, redoing a piece of furniture or something. I, I can see what the colors will look like together, the gloss, the, the textures. I can see what I want it to look like. And does the final product usually end up coming pretty close to what you visualized? Um, no, because <laughs> my execution and my talent are not as good <laughs> as my <All> right. <laughs> Okay. It's that's the aggravating part. I can see exactly what I want it to look like, but I can't always make it like that. But it helps me get closer. <laughs> right, right. What about this? I heard a an interview one time by uh, Britton Covey. Probably know who that is. He was a football player for the University of Utah. He now plays in the NFL. I love that guy. <laughs> and and he said that before a game, he'll go out on the field by himself. And just visualize himself scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Can you do anything like that? I can. I don't like seek it out to do it by myself. But I did have like a volley. I had a volleyball coach one time that like asked us to visualize like hitting or setting the ball. And she's like, just lay in your bed at night and think about an imaginary volleyball and imagine that you're setting it up to the ceiling and back. So she's like, do that, you know, five or ten times before you go to bed like she recommended. And I could do that, but I didn't feel like it helped me that much. Okay. Do you do well in school or do you struggle? I think I do pretty well. I get good um, I get good grades. Okay. Have you always got good grades? Yeah. And do you think your visualization played a role in that? Yeah. On that note, I'm going to give you a couple test questions here and I want to know your process. Okay, the first one is can you spell the word stormy backwards? Yeah. All right, do it. Y-M-O-R-T-S. Y-M-R-O-T-S. You switched the O and the R. I did, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was going on in your brain when you're trying to do that? Can you explain the process? I tried to think of the word, and I tried to flip it backwards. Like, like I pictured the word stormy in, like, a font okay. in my head, and then I tried to switch it. And did that work? Obviously not. You said, you said try <laughs> What? What but like the you... letters they didn't stay together they they jumbled up and then i tried to re relay them out i guess and that was obviously the wrong approach <laughs> okay what if you just brought up the word stormy like you said in a font and instead of trying to switch it around you left it the way it is but just read it backwards yeah does that work better it actually does work better yeah <laughs> yes all right <laughs> Because, I can, because again, I can't do any of this stuff, so I'm interested on in how people do it. And somebody else I asked that did the same thing. He's like, I try to switch it, but it keeps wanting to go back. And I'm and I just, as an observer, without knowing how any of this works, I'm thinking, well, why not just read it backwards? All right, here's the, here's the next one. What states border Iowa? Oh. 
It's right by Ohio and like Minnesota. No. No. Yeah, I don't know. So what was the process there? It didn't sound like much was sparking. No, like I, I, th- I can think of like the outline, but like I don't, I haven't spruced up on my geography enough to be able to recall it in detail enough. But what if I primed you? What if, what if you knew that was going to be a question? Could you have studied it to the point where you could have then brought up those images and? Yeah, like if I looked at like a, a U.S. map for ten or fifteen minutes, I probably could. My short-term memory recall is way better. All right. I think I think you got to see. <laughs> Fair. All right. Okay, last question. If you were to try and give a general description of how your mind works and what you see in your mind's eye, how would you describe it? When I'm recalling, when I think about visualizing something, it's I don't know, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a TV. Like I can just flick something on and it just starts playing. But just like answer recalls and stuff or just normal thinking, it's it's blank. So I don't I don't know how to describe that part. When I'm when I'm not told to visualize, I don't I don't know how to describe it. There's just like nothing. But probably more like a TV, like if the TV's off, it's off. I don't see anything. Okay, that's a good description. I like that. Thank you so much for joining me. It was really good to hear your explanations and your answers. There was a lot of really cool stuff in there, stuff I hadn't ever heard before. And that's why I like to do this and why I like to share it with others, because everybody assumes that everyone is visualizing and experiencing things the same way in their minds. And I think it's really empowering to know that that's not true. And I think it can influence our lives in a positive way. So thanks for sharing your brain with us today and have a fantastic day. Thank you. That was very insightful. That was fun. All right. Take care. We'll see you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Shane's brain here. As I was uh, listening to this interview again, uh, I thought it was important to note that Dylan really seems to have the best of both worlds here, right? She can visualize but there are also times where she seems very like a fantastic, right? Even though she answered six on the Apple graph, I feel like a lot of her answers sounded like she was a one. I was able to relate with a lot of what she said, especially at the end there where she was describing her mind like a TV. And when the TV's on, she could describe that. When the TV's off, it was harder for her to describe exactly what was happening there. And I'm the same way. I have a hard time describing what it's like to think without visualization. And it looks like Dylan kind of has both in whatever weird way. All right. Bye. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and engage with us. And share it with your friends and family as we continue to explore this fascinating subject. For additional information about this episode or Shane's Brain, check out the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Discovering Your Mind podcast. You are beautifully unique.